Welcome to the Right Now Show. This show is all about inspiring our generation, people in their 20s, to go out and actually go for your dream, to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is. And I know that you listening, you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And I want you to go out and I want you to make that happen. And on this show, we're going to bring on people that have inspired us, that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds. And this show is called The Right Now Show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment. Let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Today, we have uh, two guests on the show. They're actually twins, and these guys actually coach online fitness coaches. What's going on, Chris and Eric Martinez? What's going on, guys? Zach, what's going on, man? Um, thank you for having us. Really appreciate that. I got to ask, I always ask this, like, is this your first time interviewing a pair of twins? Uh, yes. I mean, I've interviewed a twin before. I think you, you were on his podcast, Ace, Ace Haggerty. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. And we know Ace. Yeah. I know him really, really well. Um, he's one of my really close friends, but, uh, yeah. How many guys, I know you're a, you're an online fit and fitness coach. Well, you actually coach online fitness co- coaches as well. You know, that, that, that's what you guys do, right? Yeah. We help like health, like health and fitness coaches, uh, build and scale their coaching businesses. So they could be like an existing personal trainer at a gym and like, they want to start like an online business. So that's what we help them do. How many, how many people have you guys coached? Jeez, I want to say, man, over the four, over four years, probably like close to over 800 people, 800 uh, wow. coaches. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's, uh, let's bring it back to the beginning. Um, what was it like growing up as twins? <laughs> That's a great question, man. Um, from my memory, like it's, it's always been fun. It's always been a very like special, unique, like experience and bond. Um, but yeah, what's, what's great, man. It's like, like we just feed off each other's like, you know, strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, we have different, you know, skill sets, uh, strengths, weaknesses to where I think we've been pretty good at identifying those. So we complement each other very well, but growing up, man, like, I mean, we had our times where we, you know, had fights and they wouldn't put us in the same classrooms together. We caused a lot of trouble and i mean god bless our parents man we were tough we were tough kids though yeah were you guys always in the the fitness atmosphere playing sports and stuff growing up uh no it's funny man we actually grew up playing sports so like our dad got us into soccer and that was stuff that we did for about like six years like really pretty competitively and then after that we i think it was like fourth grade we got into basketball you know and that kind of just that that love that passion for you know basketball took over so we played basketball basically you know fourth grade all the way like into senior year and that kind of took over but those are the main sports basketball and soccer (laughs) cool did you guys like face each other a lot like practice like off the field oh yeah Oh, yeah. yeah, so you always Absolutely. have that competition that's like a similar skill set. 100%. Yeah, even, so even cool. one time we did a bodybuilding contest in 2013, and that was still very, we were still very competitive with each other, but it was good because it, it pushed us, you know, to just like keep pushing each other and like try to be our best up there. Yeah, what's like the hardest physical challenge you guys have done? I would say that like a, a bodybuilding, just natural bodybuilding show, man. Like we lost like, geez, like what was it, Chris? Like over 50 pounds that we lost over 50 pounds. And it was wow. like a six month prep too, man. So it's like, that's a long prep, you know, with hardly any yeah. diet breaks in there or anything like that. It was, it was tough. What do you, how much do you guys weigh? Like, what do you, how, how tall are you? What, what's your weight at normally? Yeah. Right now, like five, nine and then like 170. Okay. But back then though, we were like probably over 200 pounds and then we got yeah. down to like 155, but we were still like 10 pounds away, man. I think from like literally being yeah. like shredded and like trying to really compete for like, you know, first, second place, you know? 
For sure. Yeah. Now, what's your background? Did you guys, did you guys go into college for anything? Did you, was like coaching, did you, were you coaching people out of high school or college? What was the background there? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll run you through a, our story, man. I think this will be really good for your listeners too. They might be dealing with something like this or have like a form of adversity. But um, we were, when we were 17 years old, we lost our father in a car accident. So he was a, he was a correctional officer at San Quentin state prison in California. And, um, it was three, three nights before Christmas. And we got a knock on the door, like two in the morning. And it was from a California highway patrol officer. And generally, man, at that time, that's not a good sign. So I remember waking up and I thought that I was in a nightmare. And I remember I saw my mom just on her knees, like screaming bloody murder. And I literally thought like, again, I was in a, a nightmare. I was like, am I going to wake up? What's going on? And they had told her that, uh, he passed away, you know, behind the wheel. So, um, yeah, that night, you know, our, our whole life changed, you know, and we lost our, our role model. We lost just our provider. Um, you know, we lost part of our mother, you know, I, I think me and my brothers, Chris and my older brother, Mike, we, we lost ourselves too. You know, a lot of us were like, we, a piece of us was all taken that night when we found out our father died. So, um, it was rough, man, because then my mom lost her, uh, her mom due to cancer three months later. So it was like a ton of bricks just hit our family. And, you know, we just, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to grieve. And my mom turned to alcohol, antidepressant pills. Like she was just a completely different person. Like I said, we didn't recognize her. So Chris and I, you know, we were just full of anger. We were lost. We were, uh, we were, we were angry at God. You know, we lost our faith and we just questioned God like, well, why would you take away this person from our family? Why would you do this? So we played the victim role for many, many years, man. And we went down a dark path. We turned to alcohol ourselves, like partied a bunch, you know, just kind of got in with the wrong crowds and, and literally just, you know, got in trouble with the law several times. So, um, after that, man, we kind of, <laughs> we're just going through the motions of life from like, you know, 18 to 24 going, we went to school, we went to Sonoma state university, got our, um, undergraduate in, um, business communications and marketing. Cause we wanted to honor our father. He was all about education. Um, and after that, man, like we, we actually hired our first mentor. His name was Dr. Lane Norton at 24. And we were just flipping through like a, a magazine, a bodybuilding magazine. And his column was there like a natural, like, you know, uh, physique competitor. And he was like, he had a PhD in, in nutritional sciences. So like, I felt like it was like, like an angel or God speaking to us to hire this guy. So we did, we took a chance and, you know, he took us under his wing. We, uh, learned like all of his philosophies. Like, um, you know, we went on to get multiple certifications, our master's in sports nutrition. We started our first business dynamic duo training at 24. And that's where we really helped like people just health and fitness for like eight years and thousands of people and did really, really well at that business. And then the last four years, we completely pivoted to B2B coaching, helping, uh, helping health and fitness coaches now. Wow, man. That's a, that's a crazy story. I can relate to that a lot. Cause I lost my dad at 19. Oh, yeah. I'm 24. Yeah. I'm 24 right now. So I was only what four or five years ago. So yeah, yeah man, I definitely feel for you. Yeah, yeah. That, that is for sure. So, um, what got you guys into coaching coaches? Yeah, I would say it was like 2018, man. Like we just got to that point where, you know, we were kind of just like burnt out. I would say a little bit over just like coaching, like, you know, within the health and fitness realm. Um, we went to a mastermind. Um, I don't know if you know, do you know what Ty Lopez is, Zach? I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like a big kind of like, you know, internet marketer. Um, just look him up. Anybody that's listening to look him up, but he's, he's huge. Um, but he was actually in his prime, like around 2016, 2017, when he was blowing up and we were living in Los Angeles and they had an event there and we just went to the event and we ended up joining his $25,000 mastermind, which is a full year of a business builder. And that was the most money we've ever dropped, man, like on ourselves, investment wise, all that type of stuff. So that's a whole nother story because we were just scared. We were shitting bricks, like <laughs> it was crazy, but it was one of the best investments we made because that's when we had that aha moment to start our podcast. That's when we had the aha moment to make the pivot 
to where it's like, man, we had everything that we needed helping over thousands of like, you know, people with dynamic duo training. We see the gap where personal trainers and nutritionists don't have the business side of things. They don't have the mindset side of things. How do we be those people to fill the gap? So that's kind of where that aha moment was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for you guys listening, you guys can go follow Chris and Eric. Um, they actually have the same Instagram. It's Chris and Eric Martinez. Um, that's that's their Instagram handle. So definitely go check them out. So you guys had, well, who was the mentor again that really inspired you guys in the beginning? Who was that guy? Dr. Lane Norton. Yeah. So what were some of the main things that you got out of that relationship there? Yeah, I think it was, man, his, his work ethic, like his whole slogan was outwork. And I, we really bought into that to where man, if anyone's an entrepreneur, if anyone wants to, you know, build a successful business, like you better be ready to outwork people. And it's not easy. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing that you have to buy into the long game, you know, like play the infinite game, not the finite game. And his whole concept of just like being resilient, being gritty, being resourceful, you know, just not making excuses, like, you know, just take care of your health first, put that at the forefront, you know, and just keep outworking everybody in every single area. Like that was just like the biggest thing that hit home with me. And then just seeing him progress as a person going through his adversity and still not making any excuses and continue to climb the ladders. Like I just had like a, another level of respect for him. Mm. Now, uh, it seems like you guys go to a lot of networking events, seminars. How important has that been for you guys? I think it's really important, Zach, to be honest. And if you if you guys are listening to this, you guys should probably be going to one network event like once per month, I would say. you know. And a good rule of thumb, too, is every single week, whether it's a Friday or Thursday, you know, whatever works best for your schedule, meet with somebody locally you know, um, that you guys can have coffee with, you guys can have lunch with, whatever, right? But it's again, it's just going back to the old school kind of just dynamics of just in the basics of shaking people's hands, having like those skills from the neck up, right? Having to carry a conversation, right? Look at people in the eye. So, you know, we've lost a lot of those things, I think, you know, since COVID, you know, so it's like, it's important to keep those skills because those skills are irreplaceable. They really are. So I would say, man, at least like once a week, once a week, meet with somebody locally, but once a month, try to attend like a, a seminar or an event or something like that, whether it's local, whether you have to drive somewhere, whether you have to purchase a plane ticket, because I promise like, the people that you're going to meet in those rooms, those are alignments, right? So you can meet like your business partner. You can meet like a future spouse there, right? You can meet just so many different people, man. They can kind of take you from like where you are to that next level. Yeah. And for yeah. us too, for, for us, just really quick on that, man, like we started our podcast like six years ago. So we already knew kind of like what the vision was. So a lot of our intention too was like, okay, like who can we meet here? That'd be great for like podcast guests or who can they introduce us to? So I think it's always great to have that intention behind what you're doing too. Yeah, I know for sure. Where, where are some of the, the best places, like best seminars, or even if it's just like hobbies to go out and meet people, like what are some really good examples for that? Yeah, I would say, man, I don't know too much right now about like big conferences because we haven't been to like a big conference, you know, for about two or three years, to be honest. Um, but I'm sure there's some really good ones out there. Um, but that some, some easy ways to start is just wherever you're at in your city, just Google events, you know, coming up in your city. Usually there'll be some like local events coming up or something like that. It just depends to like who you follow and who you kind of like look up to. Right. So usually yeah. they'll have an event where they're promoting. They'll have an event where, you know, they'll recommend or something like that. So I would just say start there, man, locally with just some people like, you know, a Google search of what events are going on locally. Yeah. Sure. Even meetup.com or uh, Eventbrite. Those are some good resources too. Definitely. Now, when you guys first started your first business, um, your first coaching business, what were some of the most common mistakes or um, like setbacks that, that you ran into? <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead first on that, Chris? 
Uh, I mean, I'll take a stab at it, man. I mean, there was a lot of mistakes <laughs> we made, but I think it was just um, being impatient, to be honest, at first. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't hiring mentors fast enough. You know, we took about like two years to like hire mentors. Our first mentor was uh, Todd Durkin. So he used to train uh, ex-NFL athletes. Um, and he also had like, you know, a business mastermind as well, too. So that was like the first one we did. But it took two years for us to do that. And we should have done it literally right out of the gate because we wouldn't have made so many mistakes those first two years. You know, so I would say it's like, you know, first things first, hire a mentor or, you know, being some sort of mastermind where it's like they got the blueprint, the system, you know, to the end results that you want as an entrepreneur. Because, again, you're buying the coaching, the community, you're buying the content that they have in there, the resources. And that stuff, Zach, man, literally accelerates the learning curve. And you're buying money in advance, to be honest. If you pay yeah. like five, ten thousand dollars or being something like this, just you got to think about what the ROI is going to be when you invest that five or 10 K you're going to sit there and make less mistakes, save you money. And then you're going to literally triple your income because of the skills, alignments, all those things that you're learning. Yeah. yeah. And then is there any, can I, can I add to that too, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think the biggest mistake we made, man, and this, this will be really valuable for your listeners that are, that are just aspiring entrepreneurs too, because it's all, it all came down to the way we think the way we, it's all, it all comes down to way, like the, the way we think and our belief system. So our belief system and think it was very skewed. It was very limited. Um, you know, just because again, we, we only know what we know, you know, growing up, like with our, our parents, like households, like the school system, you know, we're very limited with our thinking. So Chris and I, we just didn't think big enough. And part of that was what Chris said. We didn't hire mentors. We had ego. We had pride. We thought we could do it all on our own. We chased like the free route. We had a poverty mindset. We had a scarce mindset, right. To where it's like, we wanted to literally like skip steps. That's what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, the sooner that, you know, you can remove that lid off your guys' thinking and limitations because our limitations, they're all, they're all from us. You know, they're all self-absorbed to where it's like, you know, we create those limits on ourselves and it comes from fear, uncertainty, from doubt, from just uh, limiting beliefs, fear of getting started, fear of uh, failing, imposter syndrome, scarce money mindset, comparison syndrome. Like it comes from all that. So the biggest challenge you'll ever have is just changing that thinking. And it's hard. It's hard as hell, man. It takes time. You just got to, you got to surround yourself with other people that are thinking differently and just continue to consume the right things, be plugged into the right things. So I think that was the biggest thing that held us back, man, is just our thinking and uh, not thinking big enough early on. Right. How about the people that you surrounded yourself with? Did you have to kind of drop some relationships and find others? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but that's the best part about like joining masterminds and and like coaching programs, because it's like, those are the linemen's right where you're going to just like, it's, it's, it's everything like just all those people are doing different things, you know, to where it's just, uh, you can learn so much and it's like, yeah, you're going to feel like the outcast at first. You're going to feel like probably, I think you should feel like, like the dumbest person in the room, in my opinion, because you want to sit there and just consume and absorb and learn all their traits, but you got to start somewhere. You know, you got to put your ego and pride aside and be like, man, I need help. Like that's the biggest thing is people don't want to ask for help. They think that they could do it on their own. Yeah. So what you guys are doing right now, like what exactly is it? Is it kind of like a mastermind where people sign up and and you guys have that group and you guys have weekly calls and stuff like that? Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. Like this whole program, it's uh, it's built to help these health and fitness coaches build a six figure business. So within that, you know, we have it's it's like a hybrid model, too. So like weeks one and three, they get a one to one call with us for 30 minutes. So we're not the type of people we're just throwing into like a group coaching program or we're throwing into like a bunch of coaches that it's not even like us. Right. We're the face of the brand. I believe that we should coach them. Right. To a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So we're coaching them, you know, every first and third week of the month. And then also there's group style coaching calls the other uh, second, fourth week. And then there's obviously a Facebook group for a community, a WhatsApp group where they can text us, stuff like that. We have live trainings. We have so much things that we do. We do like a, a virtual 
virtual conference we do every single eight weeks within it. So there's a lot of stuff that we do within this, you know, to get to that six figure business. Yeah. Well, so what are the, do you guys go over mindset in here? Do you go over lead generation, um, branding? Um, what are some of the main things you guys go over in this group? Yeah. The four things that we really cover on this, Zach, like the first one, again, kind of what we've been talking about this whole like uh, conversation, it's called mind growth, right? So that's another word for mindset. We just like saying mind growth because mindset is like your mind is set in stone. Mind growth is like, we're constantly being, you know, students getting 1% better, enhancing our mindset and our thinking. So we hammer that home with breaking down limiting beliefs, right? For them, because if their mind isn't right, their business isn't going to be right. So after that, we start with attract, which is basically lead generation, marketing, social media, content, all that. The next thing is capture. How do we attract those leads and how do we capture them through like our sales process, our high ticket offer, being good at sales. And then after that, how do we coach them, right? So how do you create your systems, your processes, your accountability systems? How, how do you hire teams? How do you sit there and create a business model where it's going to free up more time? Stuff like that. So that's the four kind of like quadrants we work on in the business. I love that. Yeah, that's perfect. Now you mentioned uh, mindset growth. What's the difference between a, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset? Yeah, I mean, just <clears throat> the, the growth mindset, man, you're, you're looking to expand your, uh, your mindset, you're looking to elevate your thinking, you're open to changing your thinking, you're not sitting there playing the victim role, you're not sitting there having that attitude where it's just, hey, I know it all like I, I got this all figured out because the biggest thing, like someone that has a growth mindset, they understand that you can control three things every single day. Those three things is your thoughts, your attitude, and your actions. It's mm -hmm. your think, your do, your, it's your think, your be, and do. And that ultimately leads to your have, like what you really want in life. So if you have a growth mindset, it's like you have that attitude of like, you know, prosperity. You have the attitude of abundance. You have that attitude of like an investment mindset. You want to sit there and have that mindset of being a winner. And I can do, I get to attitude. It's a completely different frame of mind and outlook on life as opposed to someone that's fixed mindset. They're complete opposite, man. They're the, they're, they're the ones that are just emotionally unstable. They, they sit there and can't, um, you know, they're the victim mentality. They, they throw in the towel, you know, they blame everybody. So, um, that to me, that's like the biggest differences. No, yeah. You put that so well. Um, now you guys mentioned limiting beliefs. Did you guys struggle with your own limiting beliefs that you've gotten over? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it was a lot of it was comparison syndrome, imposter syndrome, and then a scarce money mindset, man. Like, you know, those are the the big three for us. And till this day, we still struggle with like a little bit of like imposter syndrome and comparison syndrome. You know, I don't think everyone, anyone that says they, they've mastered it all and don't have their moments, like I really would question that because every new level creates a, a new devil, you know? So it's like, you're going to have like those situations where you haven't been there. So you're like, man, like, well, what do I do? You know, how do you, how do you fight those, those demons, so to speak? How do you, like, how do you fight against that? Is it just lifestyle? Is it the self-care? Is it constantly connecting with other people and constantly elevating yourself? It, it's, it's cracking open the beers on the weekends. <laughs> no, you're, you're right, Zach. You hit, you hit it right on the nail. It, it's all those things, but it's also to me, what people don't understand is just, it's reps and sets, just like you're in the gym. You're building like that scar tissue, man. You're building that entrepreneurial scars and that thickness and that resilience and that callus, kind of like what David Goggins talks about. That's all it is, right? It's like somebody can't, that's barely getting into this. They just, they're not going to have like that, that grittiness and that resilience right off the bat. They're going to have to earn that through the reps and sets. So the more you go through this stuff, the more you understand that this is, this game is like an infinite game, right? And it's just, 
it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. You're going to develop that thickness. You're going to develop that resiliency and that grittiness to where when those times come, you're going to understand it. You're going to know how to weather through it instead of sitting there like crumbling and just like hiding under a rock, you know? Yeah. I, I see so many people, they want to improve so bad and they know what to do, but they just can't get out of their own way. They just yeah. can't stop those bad habits or addictions or whatever it is. What do you, what advice do you guys have um, for people that just can't get out of their own way? Yeah. And that's, it's, it's true, man. I mean, and that's just a, a lack of discipline, you know, a lack of discipline and focus because it's hard. I get it, man. There's so much shit going on like today to where it's like this little, this little thing is so distracting the phone, you know, yep. and just life itself, you know, it's just, it's not easy. So there's a lot of distractions out there, but I think once you're able to get a hold of your discipline and, and your focus and really just live by those strong values, you know, um, I think that makes a world of a difference. So I would say, you know, start off by making a list of like, like your values, you know, what do you stand by? Like, what do you want to sit there and be known as, right? Could be your integrity, could be discipline, could be, you know, your faith, could be family, fitness, finances, could be primary relationships. But I think if you have like your, your core values somewhere visible, that reminds you subconsciously every single day, like, Hey man, like this is not going to be easy, but it's like, I, I'm making a commitment to this. I'm, I'm declaring to these values to where it's like, I got to do the best that I can to walk these out every single day. But am I going to be perfect? Hell no, man. I can't expect that. But it's like, at least I can sit there and, and get 1% better every single day. And that's going to compound. And then again, just get yourself around like-minded individuals, go to different groups. Like for me and Chris, we go to a, a men's group at our church every Saturday. It's called mighty man. It's like 300, uh, th over 300 men that are just putting them, putting God first. And again, trying to get better all around all walks of life. So it's all about who you surround yourself with. Yeah, it's amazing. Now you said you guys mentioned before that you lost your faith when uh, you lost your father. Um, and it seems like you, you gained it back. Um, mm -hmm. What was the journey like, you know, gaining that faith back? I would say, man, it was tough, you know, because, you know, we were, I'd say we gained it back probably like two and a half years ago when we moved from LA to Dallas here, because mm. we actually, when we moved, it's just crazy how we actually ended up like three minutes away from like the church that we are at right now. Right. And there's a, there's a, there's a Bible scripture that I don't know which one it is, but it basically says that seek the kingdom first and the righteousness and everything else will be given to you. So I think like what we were missing out there in LA and all those years was, yeah, it was the faith, but it's like, we didn't seek the kingdom, which is like, you know, the house of God, the church. And it's mm. like, we were far away from that. Right. But now since we're plugged into it, it's just, there's so much more peace. There's so much more clarity. There's so many more things coming into like play you know, like from our life, you know? So that's kind of what the journey was like, man. It wasn't easy by any means. And it's still not easy because we have a lot of bad tendencies, a lot of bad habits from the past, but it's mm -hmm. like, that's where Eric talked about the discipline, the focus, right? Every single damn day that you have to be on it. Yeah, no, I love that. What's the difference between uh, hope and faith? That's, that's the one question I've always had. Mm. Yeah. That's a great question, Zach. I've, I've never, I've never been asked that. I never really thought a bit about it, but if I could take a stab at it, I think that faith, man, like, like faith is really surrendering to a higher power. Like we don't have to get into like a specific religion. Like I'm not going to go there, but for us, you know, like we're, we're, we're sons of God, you know, and you know, that's just, we're like, for us, we go to a Christian church. So we grew up Catholic, you know, but I didn't really like like really just stand by all that stuff. I didn't really agree with all that, you know, back then, and especially now, but that resonates to us is Christianity and those principles. So, um, 
I think faith is just understand, man, like just surrendering to a, a higher power, you know, living by, you know, godly principles and putting them first, understanding that this life is not about you. They were only temporary here that we're here just doing the work and trying to get better and make it make society a better you know place. And then I think hope, man, is more just like, I think hope is just kind of like, winging it every single day where it's like, well, I hope this goes well. You know, I hope this, this business uh, plots out. I hope to be in a good relationship. I hope to be a good parent. I hope to be a good uh, brother, sister, whatnot. So, I mean, that's my stab at it, but yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. And no, I had a mentor, I had a mentor too. I'll just say this real quick. He said, you yeah. know, fuck, he said, fuck hope and, you know, rely on certainty. And I think with yeah. certainty, man, that's where you can control it with being, you know, disciplined, have focus and consistency every single day, but just getting better in all areas of your life. And this way it's like, you're not always hoping, you know, it's like there's certainty. No, yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah. You, you guys really put that really well. Do you guys, have you ever, this is kind of a weird question. Um, you ever heard the term don't try, like if you're trying, then you're not doing you ever hear that? Is that weird? Yeah. I mean, it's like a cliche saying, like there's no such right. thing as like trying or, you know, that word in your vocabulary. I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I must view it as if you're trying, then you're almost resisting. But if you're in the, if you're doing it, then you're kind of like in the now and you're kind of doing it. So trying is almost like the opposite of doing. Trying is almost like resisting. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Do you guys yeah, have any perspective on that? Um, I mean, it's just kind of one of those weird dichotomies, you know, because it's yeah. just like, well, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're attempting to do something, you have to try and you have to do it. Right. So it's kind of like, it's a weird mm -hmm. dichotomy where people are like, well, don't say try. It doesn't mean you're like doing it or something. I don't know. It's a little weird in my opinion. It's, yeah. it's just hard to kind of pinpoint like why people say that, you know? No, for sure. Now with your, what you're doing right now, what kind of fulfillment do you guys get from that? Like, why do you guys do what you do? Oh man, that's good. Um, this is one of the things that like literally fires me up every single day and gets me up every day. It's just like literally being able to help these health and fitness coaches because we were health and fitness coaches. We helped thousands of people, you know, change not only like weight loss and build muscle mass. That's just the surface level shit, man. It's literally about helping them like dig into like their why, right? And them having meaning, them being better like at their relationships as a spouse to their kids having a carryover effect to their work to work better and get raises, all those type of things, right? So I saw what fitness coaching did. And I was like, me and Eric can't just do this like by ourselves and have enough of an impact. We actually got to teach these coaches what we what we did to be able to have even more of a ripple effect, right? So for me, man, it's really just that, just opening these uh, these health and fitness coaches' mindsets to just think bigger, to elevate their life as well too, and having these skill sets we teach them around marketing, sales, building their business, you know, whatever it is. That's just the biggest kind of thing I have, you know, my biggest like fire yeah. behind it. Yeah. I love I would agree, man. I would agree. agree with Chris. It's just that whole shift at helping them like create a winning belief system and really overcome those, um, you know, limiting beliefs that we all have. It's just, it's special. It's, it's really, really special. And I love doing coaching calls with like our students because we've been there, you know, and it's like, we've, we've had like quite a bit of life experience. I don't have it all figured out. I mean, but you know, by, by, we have a lot of, ex of experience, you know, and, you know, we do the best that we can to help and serve them and put and put and put them in a position to succeed. But yeah, man. And just, I see it too. It's just like certification, like companies, right? Like certifications are great, you know, for like, just like being competent, you know, understanding your knowledge and skills, but they just do not set these coaches up for success after. Like literally I spoke to a, someone yesterday that enrolled in one of our programs and yeah, he said that he's had his certifications for a year and he's still trying to like figure things out. I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, like, like you've had that for a year. Like you should have been taking action immediately. But again, 
it's partly not his fault because that organization, the certification companies, they do not put them in a position to succeed with like building skill sets, you know, for business, how to monetize their skills. And again, thinking bigger, understanding their worth and value as coaches. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, what, what do you think sets you guys apart? I mean, obviously you're twins, um, you know, but making you different than other programs. Yeah, I would say that the biggest thing, man, is we hammer home on the mind growth thing. That's one of the yeah. biggest things, you know, and again, like you can't just go to college and get like a bachelor's degree or something like that and then teach that stuff like in real world practice and have like the experience we've had in the trenches of life and business, I feel. So that's a huge advantage. The second thing is, you know, we teach these these uh, health and fitness coaches to actually have a local and an online presence as well, too, because there's a lot of programs out there where they're telling them, hey, just go fully online, man, live the laptop lifestyle. But that shit's hard, you know, and I'll tell you straight up, like it's not easy to build a six figure online coaching business. It's not. So, you know, your best shot is going to be to dominate locally a three to five mile radius and then build that runway for the online mm -hmm. game. You know, so that's kind of what makes us different. You know, I feel like as opposed to other people. Yeah, I just yeah. think our experience, our experience as well. Right. Um, yeah. What's your What's your take on personal branding? Your strategy with personal branding, with your own brand, and then helping other people do the same. Yeah, I mean, dude. At the end of the day, it's like we are our own personal brands, and I think that like we have to just buy into that first. That like our personal brands, like our identities, are just that they're not replicable. And this is it's a it's mostly like a it's a it's a P two P business. It's a people to people business when you're talking about like online services, and that's the beauty of it. It's like when t when someone tells me, man, it's like oh the market's saturated, this and that. I'm like, no, that's that's a limiting belief. That's a false belief because there's so much to go around. There's billions and billions of people, and that's where you can leverage your personal brand as to like what makes you stick out, how to get people to know, like, and trust you. Like, are you authentic? Are you real? Like, you know, are you, are you good? Do you know your shit? Like, do you really talk about like your vulnerabilities? Like you not being perfect. Like that's what people want to hear, you know? So I think if you really get good at leveraging your personal brand, you build that up over the course of years and years, right? I mean, man, you can get a lot of opportunities with that, but I think a lot of people just they don't, they don't realize how powerful their, their personal brands are and what that can turn into down the road. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are really scared to get in front of the camera and hit record. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have to someone they want to get started, but they just, they don't want to put themselves out there like that yet. You know? Yeah. yeah. I would say, man, just go back to our YouTube channel, watch some videos when we started in 2010. If you guys will have a nice laugh there, but <laughs> yeah, again, man, it's just, it's starting off again with just being, you know, imperfect action. You know, the, everybody wants the A plus work of like, oh, I want this whole podcast studio. I want the lights. I want the, the camera. I want to sound really, really good, but there's no such thing as A plus work, especially if you're getting started on there, man. Some people might be a little bit more gifted on camera, have might, might have more confidence. That's great, man. Some other people aren't, but you can't use that as an excuse. It's a skill set, and it's like you have to just get better, and you have to dive head first and put your B plus work out there to serve more people instead of thinking that you guys are going to have like this A plus work that it's never going to come. Even at this point, man, we've done thousands of YouTube videos, over 500 podcast episodes, spoke on stages, and I still look at myself and I'm like, man, I got to get better. I got to slow down a little bit when I talk, man. I got to tell more stories. Like, there's so many things to always get better on, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of goes back to, uh, you skipping steps. Like people always want to skip yeah. the steps. They don't want to yeah. put the actual work in, but yeah, yeah I mean, you guys are, are great on in front of the camera and great speakers. I mean, the way you guys tell your story and you're so vulnerable, you know, I really, really respect that. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, do you guys have like a content strategy? Like when you, when you guys go to record content, do you have like a, 
like things that you're checking off? Do you like, how do you, how do you guys go about doing that? I'll say that like what we do is we have like a content calendar. So this way we know exactly what we're posting like Monday through Saturday, like on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, the podcast, email list, everything like that. But a good thing I can give like your listeners is it's, it's called a serve method with content. So the S stands for strategy. So you got to have a strategy with like your content, man. And the best way you could do that is sit down like on a Friday or Saturday for the following week and either batch your content or just map out intentionally like what is it going to be? Am I going to do videos? Am I going to do reels? Am I going to go live? Am I going to do stories? What's it going to be about, right? So have a strategy. The I is intentional, right? So again, you don't want to just post content for the whole entire world. It just depends on who your, your avatar is, who your market is, who your audience is. Make sure it's specific and intentional for them. The next thing is relatable, right? Like be yourself, man. You got to be authentic. You got to talk about the ups. You got to talk about the, the downs. That's what marketing is. It's just relatability. And then the V is value. Like the content you give has got to be valuable. It's got to either break a false belief. It's got to make them shift their mindset or it's got to be like something where they take action and get a small win, right? Then the E is basically, it's got to be entertaining, right? So it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to, you don't have to be a clown dancing on TikTok or anything like that. But man, it's like, you got to just relax a little bit, show who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Have a little bit of humor, have like some B-roll in the videos, pattern pattern interrupts to keep people's attention. Then the last E is education, right? Educational. It's got to be educational too, man. And that goes back to tying in with some of the concepts of value. So uh, those are some things that your guys' listeners can like uh, learn is through that serve content method. Yeah. And just for a quick example, man, like this Friday, like what we do, what me and Chris do, like every month we, uh, we just rent out like a room at a co-working space, like a nice room to film and record podcasts. And again, we know exactly how many podcasts we're going to batch up, probably like eight of them. That'll last us like a little over a month. We'll mm. record probably like 20 to 30 short clip reels, send that over to our editor and boom, that's our content for like, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks. And we'll take, you know, different pairs of clothes just to change. So we don't have the same t-shirt on. But you know what I mean, man, it's just about just being intentional and maximize your time and then just in batching everything up. Because if you're trying to do that stuff on the fly, like it's going to create so much anxiety, overwhelm to where you're just going to be like, oh, peace, I'm out of here, man. I can't do this. Yeah, no, that's super efficient. Now, how about with your, uh, your branding on your social media, as far as, you know, your profile, the way it's set up your profile picture, how much of that, you know, and the style of it, how much does that go into um, like social media, how important is that? I, I think it's very important, man, because again, like I, this is what I tell our students where like, you don't, they, you, your social media platforms are your guys' websites. Like people think that like, like newbies come to us are like, Oh, I need a website. I need a website. I'm like, well, no, you don't. Because when you have a website, then you're going to have a conversion problem. Like just because you have a really aesthetic website does not mean people are going to be like, Oh man, like who's this person and get all this traffic. You're still going to have to convert. And most people psychology, they're always going to go to Instagram or Facebook or TikTok to scout you out. It's just the way it is, right? They want to get to know, like, and trust you. So your profiles and bios have to be very primed, aesthetically primed with your guys' reels, uh, the highlight covers, like the branding, the colors, the fonts, the, the the bio has to be like on point as to who you are, who you help and serve, what problems you solve, what's the call to action to click on, a nice bio picture. I mean, it's got to be on point, man. Like it's just, it's reputation and taking pride in who you are. Yeah. So do you guys not have a website then? Well, well, now we do. Yeah, we have several okay. websites and stuff, man. Okay. But like, just you know, for people to get started, like, dude, if they can maximize social media and really get good at conversations and moving them onto phone calls and closing and mm-hmm. solving one problem with one offer, I mean, you're good to go, man. You can always dump, you can always dump money back into funnels and all that crap later. 
Yeah. So is that the science of it? You know, you, your branding's right on your content, you're consistently posting content and then you go in and you basically just start conversations, authentic conversations with people, get to know people. And then if you feel that you can help them out, then you book a yeah. call. Is that how it works? hundred percent, man. Like, um, it's, well, we, we have a core like program, um, under like, um, capture and attract it's, it's called sell by text. And that's just really selling through DMS, right. Getting good at conversations because that's where things are at, man. People are always on their phones and they just, they don't have time to sit there and get on calls at all the time and just they're distracted. So it's like, if we can start a conversation through good, compelling content or just being, you know, being ethical and going to their stuff and genuinely liking and liking a post and leaving a great comment where you actually mean it. If we do 10 of those per day, right? We commit to that, to our ideal avatar niche. I mean, dude, that's 70 conversations per week mm-hmm. through a month scope. That's 280 people, right? Let's say you get like a 10% conversion on that. Like, shoot, maybe that's like what? Like my math's not that bad, like not that, not that great, but it's like maybe like 20 calls. You can book 20 calls through that. If you close four to five people per month, one client per week, I mean, dude, you can do extremely well in your business. So it's wow. very important, very important to have conversations. Now, do you guys, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a script, so to speak, but do you guys have like certain questions that you ask them inside that DM process? Are you willing to share that? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of like different scripts and stuff, man. And they're just guides in my opinion, you know, like for example, you know, like, like if you get new followers, right. It's great. Just a simple script. You could just customize their first name and just say like, Hey name, like, you know, thank you so much for, you know, the support. Let me know if there's anything I could do, you know, to help you with your health and fitness journey, you know, and just something like that, man, it's, it's 50, 50. They're either going to say, thank you. If they say, thank you, that's a green light to start, start a conversation, you know, but other things too, where it's just like, go into, go, go to their profiles, go watch some of their videos, go, go look at their posts and just take the minute to just really leave a genuine compliment and then send them, send them a DM about their posts. And I promise you, you'd be surprised how many people respond to that and will actually start and engage a conversation with you. Mm, yeah. What are some other ways you guys get, um, leads, you know, what, what other, lead generation strategies that you guys use? Obviously podcasting, social media, anything else? Yeah, I would say the other big thing is uh, collaborations, right? So there's three ways you can get traffic. The first way is you can actually like, you know, um, you can create traffic, right? And that's basically through your organic content. The other way is you could uh, be, or buy traffic, paid advertisement, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube ads, Google ads, and then the other one's borrow traffic. That's collaboration. So going straight to like the sources, and getting in front of their audience. So for example, for us, right, we're looking for health and fitness coaches. So we've been lately going to, you know, people that have like a trainerize app or a true coach app or an organization that does certifications and ask them, how do we like kind of do a sponsorship thing? Or how do we, you know, sit there and trade traffic? How do we do an email blast to you guys and we'll pay you guys a flat amount? So it's collaborations too, because they got your direct traffic, right? And the conversion's a lot higher than you do in Facebook ads and stuff like that. Definitely. Now, how about with your uh, your sales process? Um, what does sales mean to you? Is is sales more of a, another word for just communication? Is that how you guys view it? And like, what what exactly is the sales process? I would say two things, man. The way we look at sales and teach our, our students is basically the first one is selling is serving at the highest level. You're you're yeah. selling. I mean, you're you're serving people, right? Um, you have a moral obligation to be able to you know serve people. If you have a gift, you have a talent, you have a skill, right? The second thing is you're inspiring people to take action. So again, you're, you're, when you're on a sales call with somebody, 
you're not sitting there being pushy. You're not being like super persuasive. You're not being like, you know, sleazy. You're just coaching them. You're just having a genuine conversation. You're trying to fix your, uh, fix their problems and their solutions or to, mm-hmm. to fix their problems. And you're inspiring them to take action. And the action is basically your program or your offer. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be rocket science. It doesn't have to have all these different steps to it. It's just inspire them to take action and reframe your mindset that you're selling or you're serving people. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And if your content, if your content's good, man, like you have a lot of social proof, like testimonials, like the selling part should not be that difficult. It really shouldn't. How about referrals? You guys have a like a strategy to get more referrals because that's always so much more powerful than, you know, getting someone from Instagram, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole referral system, man, that we teach in our program, but I mean, yeah, referrals are are huge and you should be doing that every month. That should become a system, you know, and that's as simple as like, okay, we'll have a script ready for your clients that they can send to, you know, their people that might be good fits. And then again, like you, it's up to you if you want to incentivize them with like a percentage, you know, or just, you know, just, Hey, you genuinely do know anybody in your network that would do well, like you're doing, you know, with my program. And you'd be surprised. So many people are very receptive and open to it if they're getting wins it's like why would they not want their other colleagues and peers to win as well yeah how about a delegation um how important is it to delegate tasks and really focus on you know what you do best very important man very important just because again like you know we like to as humans we like to make things super complex in our business right and again like if you guys can remember that complex fails and simple scales That'll help you out a little bit, but you have to have help. You just have to, man. Like, even though there's two of us, you know, it's like, we don't have all the time in the world, right? We don't have all the skill sets in the world. So there's people out there that are going to be better video editors, better podcast editors, better graphic designers, right? That's why we have an assistant that's amazing, that sets up all of our students, right? With like, that makes the systems, the process flow, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to have some sort of help, all depending on where you're at, where you're lacking in the business. But you just can't run the full show yourself and expect to grow, you know, cause you're going to get slowed down in some way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I got two questions for you. They're kind of deep. Um, first question is what is the worst advice you've ever received? So if you <laughs> wants to go. <laughs> the worst advice I've ever received, man, mm-hmm. that's a really good one. I think the the worst advice that I got, man, was to, even during like a recession or tough economical times, someone told me to just not play offense and just kind of just slow down, you know, with what we're doing. And I think that's the worst advice because I think during recessions and tough economical times, it's a true test of like who's serious and who's not like, who's going to be a little bitch and who's, 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 who's for real, you know, and put your money where your mouth is. Like, are you going to, are you going to sit there and play defense like everybody else? And, be in fear mode and be like, Oh, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get back to playing offense when all this like quote unquote clears up. And no, I think that's the worst advice, man. I think that during a recession, it's like, that's a golden opportunity for you to play offense and attack and attack and attack because you're going to, you're going to sit there and get that, that ROI, you know, later on through, you know, when, you know, that recession's over and whatnot, because people are going to remember, you know, you put in all that work, you're going to have like, you know, more eyeballs on you. That's going to monetize your brand, like so many other things. So I think that's like the worst advice that I've ever gotten. Yeah. I would say for me, Zach, it's like, uh, I think there's like somebody, I don't know, five years ago said that, you know, to only focus on like marketing. Right. And I didn't like that kind of mindset just because I've seen it, see it now. Right. It's like, 
you got to you always have to have the marketing faucet on i feel whether it's inbound or outbound but also too man mm. you always have to constantly work on your product and the delivery aspect of it right giving your clients a, a really exceptional experience because that's the only way they're going to pay stay and refer right they are going to be the lifeline of your business and there's too many people always like teaching you all these lead generation tactics right but they'll never teach you like the delivery aspect they'll never teach mm. you how to retain a client they'll never teach you how to give them an exceptional experience because Quite frankly, I don't know if they're full of shit or they just don't yeah. know how, but that's something what we do too with our students is we really teach them, man, how do you keep these clients? Because you can have a client for basically six to 12 months if you're a health and fitness coach, and that could be reoccurring revenue if you're taking mm -hmm. care of them and serving them at the highest level. Yep. Wow. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, how about the best advice that you've ever received? I'll go with this one. Yeah. This one, this one was from um, Ty Lopez. So he basically said, be impatiently patient over patiently impatient. I know it's a little bit weird, right? But somebody that's patiently impatient is somebody that constantly always has no urgency and they always say, oh, I'm gonna wait until there's like this good deal or I'm gonna wait till the timing's right or I'm gonna wait until I have money, right? That's being patient. And then when that time comes, they're super impatient inside of a program or with a coach because they're not getting results, right? Instead, be impatiently patient. So there's never gonna be a right time. There's always gonna be a situation where money's uh, an issue, right? Be impatient invest, put some skin in the game, have the mental commitment. And then when you get in the program or you have a coach, be patient, listen to them, follow the blueprint and get results. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I would say for me, man, the best piece of advice um, would just be just uh, don't get married. Don't get married to things. Don't get married to your business. Don't get married to the emotion side of everything. Because again, man, as humans, we're, we're emotional creatures. We just are by nature, you know, and the sooner that you could improve that emotional resiliency, the EQ inside of you and really remove the emotion, you know, from your business, the day-to-day -day stuff, the decisions, the things that are the uncontrollables that I talk about, right? The sooner you can just remove those uncontrollables and focus on the controllables of what you can truly control on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. I mean, that's a great, that's a great indication that you're heading the right way to mastery, in my opinion, because there is so much shit, dude, that you cannot control. There's so many things that are going to come up that you did not anticipate. And it's just going to be like, Hey man, like, what are you made of? Like how much resiliency do you have? How much grit do you have? Like how emotional are you? You know? And to me, that's just one of the biggest things that stuck with me is just don't get, don't get married to things because your business might not last. You might have to make a pivot and that's okay. You can, you could go do a different business. One thing can never get taken from you is your skill sets. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm, I love that, man. Now, um, where do you guys see all this going in the future? What kind of future plans do you guys have? Yeah. For us, man, like, I, like honestly, we want to keep working on our business dynamic fit pros. We want to continue to scale that business. But for me too, man, I just want to get more to like in, I, I, I think that there's like a calling for, for myself and Chris to do something bigger, just more impactful with like the, 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 the mental side of the, the thinking side of things, like really helping people, you know, become more resilient, you know, and think differently and think bigger. Like I, I, I truly love doing that and talking about that stuff. And I think there's something there. So maybe that's like a mastermind. Maybe that's a retreat. Maybe that's just an event down the road. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know, you know, whatever God has planned for us, we're going to keep putting in the work and just stay on the mission. But I see that man. And for me, I just want to keep like, I want to become like better at investing, investing at like, you know, appreciating assets and, you know, having my money work for me, you know, so I want to be able to hire um, more mentors, more coaches to, you know, sharpen that skill set, acquire more wisdom so that I can teach to other people down the road. Mm, perfect. Yeah. Chris. 
that's my biggest thing too, man, is like hiring more, uh, more mentors, more coaches so that I can keep getting more of those skills to guys. Cause I only know what I know, right. I only have access to what I have access to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the key to life, man, is alignments, relationships, you know? So I want to learn basically what those people like have as far as skill sets, their alignments, their relationships, and be inside those rooms too. Yep. Love it. Um, now, uh, if someone's interested in, in, you know, finding you guys and going with your program, um, how do, how do they, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, I think the best way, man, go to our Instagram at Chris and Eric Martinez. Um, like we have a lot of like, just like ways, like free resources in our link tree that you guys can just look at and stuff too. Uh, if not, go to our website, dynamicfitpros.com. There's a really good like short video there. Then you can book a call with us uh, just to get like more information or just go check out our podcast. Um, our podcast is called uh, the Dynamic Lifestyle Podcast. Over 500 episodes, like some really, really big names on. So I think those three places, man, you can get in contact with us. Perfect, man. Well, it's uh, it's been so awesome chatting up with you guys. You guys brought so much value. I got so much value out of this conversation, really. Forty-seven minutes in, man. Um, so you know, thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's it's been an honor. You're very welcome, Zach. Thank you for having us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Appreciate you, man. All right, take care, guys.